Good evening, friends. Welcome back on the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How is your post-Christmas Monday? Uh, Merry post-Christmas Monday to you too, Dennis. I am good. It's uh, time off of work is wonderful. I love it. <laughs> and, and you know, I've had a. I think I was off Wednesday in the afternoon, all the way to now, and then I'm taking next this week off. So it's just nice to have time. And it's uh, it's the holiday time, so you know you're past doing all of the things like you feel like you need to do. I don't know if that's a thing, but like I need to go see people because I have time to do it, and I need to go out and be oh, go sure. shop or whatever. And then post Christmas, like it's all done. You've done it all, right? It's time to do nothing and just kind of oddly chill, chill for. Out. For my family, we're sort of doing it opposite. Right. Um, yeah. My, uh, I'm here at my sister's place, and um, uh, my other sister, Sarah, and I got up here a couple days early. Um, we were both uh, staying in, because she's living in her camper as well, her Airstream. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in Alabama and came up a couple days early because a big cold front came through. Um, it got down to zero in Tennessee, <laughs> which it does not normally get that cold. Um, but came up early so that I could, uh, as they say, winterize, which basically just means get all the water out of my pipes. Yeah. Yep. B- before that cold came through. And so uh, on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning, Sarah and I went out uh, like for dinner and beers and then breakfast christmas morning to uh let my you know my my sister and brother-in-law have four kids and um you know let them have their family christmas time because the rest of my family got here yesterday last night um or um, maybe even early today actually i think it was for some of them it was early today and uh my brother david is going to be here. He might be here now, actually. Um, he wasn't here when I came back outside to uh, to record. And so we're doing our, like, big big group Christmassy stuff, uh, I think, either tomorrow or Wednesday. It was supposed to be tomorrow, um, but my brother who lives in Idaho had his flight canceled. Um, there's some, some something with Southwest... They're like short on pilots or something. I don't know if it's surprise, weather related surprise. or Southwest. Or, yeah, problems. it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's Southwest problems, right? Exactly. Um, and so so they're going to be here later than expected. And so our like my actual Christmas Christmas stuff is just getting started. Which I'm like, okay, well, that's so. that's that's good, but also unfortunate for you because I I enjoy this post this post calm right. calming right. time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a nice it's a nice uh, decompression. Then then you end it all with uh, getting back together with parties on on New Year's or or not. Right. But right. Yeah, it's um. So yeah, it's been it's been kind of kind of nice and and stuff here. Uh, r- real quick, we I know we always talk about the excitingness of the weather, but this was a, a notable one. Did you survive the? Sounds like you survived okay, and your your camper survived okay. This uh, Arctic blast here in the United States. If, for those that know. Uh, what can only be considered a big burp from Siberia made it across the, the jet stream. <laughs> and, and, and I'm, yeah, and I'm, I'm almost not exaggerating that that did come from Siberia. A huge, you know, thing got across the jet stream and came down and, and just totally 
wrecked the United States with uh, what they said once in a generation cold snap. Uh, snap yeah, being I mean, a, a 50, almost 50 degree swing in one day. Yeah, because it was, I can only speak to the temps here in central Tennessee, but it was in the 50s Thursday mm-hmm, mm-hmm. during the day and, and got down. That was the coldest night. It's gotten progressively warmer yep. each day. And by warmer, I mean, I think today was the first day that it's gotten above freezing. Oh, that's um, pretty good. We had a heat wave today at 24 degrees. Yeah, it's 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 that kind of stuff. So it's snowing here and and all that stuff. The real test for me will be um, once it warms up again and I hook my water up, I'll find out if uh, any of the pipes were damaged. But I've got um, I've got friends all over all over the country online, and I um, I've heard several um, some in the north, obviously are are used to this kind of thing and they're like oh yeah this happened there was this car slid off the road or whatever but people in like georgia who don't normally have to contend with these kind of temps are having issues where they're you know the power goes out because a lot more people are using space heaters or um you know their pipes freeze because you know because they don't have enough heat because the power goes out yeah. and they've got all kinds of other issues um, related to that, so it's it's not a great time. I I, I feel I feel very fortunate. This is this is those times that you know I, I say that people always remember the bad stuff and are always talk about stories about the bad stuff and, and we forget about the good stuff or we just kind of glance over when we don't have to think about it. And, and so I say the other side is that I was very thankful, like every day this last week, that um, it got to negative eight here. I think was the lowest that we hit. Hmm. Um, that was just straight temperature. Wind chill hit thir- uh, minus thirty, I think. Oh, around here. right, right. Um, and <laughs> my house is in a wind tunnel, basically. So it was stepping hmm. outside to negative twenty. It was pretty terrible. But anyway, um, it, it was. Uh, I was very thankful because I do have a new house that I in a new neighborhood. I didn't have to worry about power going out because it's right. all new. And then you know it's a brand new furnace. And if something did go out, I had the comfort of. That I could easily have somebody on not on my dime come back out and fix it. So sure. I I want to always be appreciative of the, the the luck and the fortunate things and the hardworking mm. things that I've got <laughs> that I have now. Yeah, uh, because yeah. I was you know last summer with when it was during the heat without air conditioning and I I've been winters where it's been so cold that the heat can't keep up and you know you're doing it, you're going out um, to the mall to stay warm. I've been I've been there and I was just right. that's all I could think about going to bed is like yeah i'm nice and warm here and i know it's freezing cold there but man like all the homeless people like even i know there's shelters and stuff but holy holy cow i i didn't last (laughs) i decided to go out on the back porch on my with my robe and that's it totally in the buff just to see i didn't last five seconds like it was five to seven seconds and i was like Hmm. i'm done and i just to see what it was like those people that do those polar challenges are insane crazy i did it in college you did yep you did you did the polar plunge Mm -hmm. we did a a a winter retreat up in the up upper peninsula michigan and uh they had a sauna i love that yeah yeah in the up they had a sauna and they had a um it was a shallow part of the lake like waist deep i think but they cut this big hole and uh i went out and i think the first year i did it like 
half a dozen times. Oh, no, holy cow, that was more than once even. I, okay. Yeah, I think I did it a couple times the first year and a couple times the second year. Was it just insanely um, refreshing or was it insanely on dares every time? There were a lot of people doing it. So peer pressure? Um, <laughs> a little a little bit, a little bit. And then you also get the like, like your body kind of goes into shock. At least for me as yeah. like a 19, 20 year old. I wouldn't do it now. Um, it like... I I distinctly remember like standing waist deep in water so cold that there were people around standing on the ice, right? Like it was frozen, uh, frozen water. And I was not shivering. And I was like, I don't think that's good. <laughs> you, you should be cold, right? Like your body right, should exactly. be. It just, it just exactly. decided to stop. It's like, nope, F it. I'm, I'm done trying to protect this guy. trying to give him the signs i'm trying to give him all the things so i'm just shutting down screw it (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah. so so yeah it was was pretty cool i'm sure as everyone else around this country listening can attest it was pretty bad hopefully it'll be warmer i some of my favorite things to see on tiktok was the the um compilations of of like newscasters in california Every every night, talking about you know the endless cold and all the things that are shut down, and when it finally hit fifty degrees there, and they, and they were right. like, it's 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 so cold. We had to cancel soccer practice, and I'm like, right. oh my god, it's it's terrible. Traffic jams, and we're leaving work early to get there before before the temperatures plunge to to fifty three degrees. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, it's just crazy. It's just what you're used to, right? Exactly, like, exactly. You know, people in it's like people in the north when it gets you know to like arizona temperatures they're like what is this i'm not equipped i'm not equipped for this can't, can't escape it yeah. yeah uh so anyway it it was a uh, nice and cold it's good good to stay inside and in my my game room is a little warmer because i have my projector in here mm. and it does raise the temperature a bit so it keeps it a little warmer right um so it helps me kind of snuggle up with it and watch watch good shows, movies, and, and play the games. And I played, I've been playing um, more uh, story based games so that I can, you know, I've I always say almost every week that I I want to get to those and want to because it's you know ones you have to sit down as I say and, and pay attention to and kind of invest mm-hmm. in and, and play through. Um, so no better time to do that than now. So doing the Horizon game and I went back and started not started but continued playing The Witcher Three. Because it got hmm. uh, an update last week um, where okay. they updated for free everybody's copy to next-gen hardware. Um, so you could, sure. like on the PC, they completely overhauled the engine and gave like an HD update. So instead of sit, uh, selling it like every Final Fantasy game tends to do, <laughs> um, or anybody does, they remake the game and sell it again. Last of Us, I'm looking right at you. Um uh, they, the Witcher people redid it and then gave it away for anyone who had it. You could just patch it sure. and, and update stuff. And if you owned a copy on like previous console versions, you could get the freak version on the newer newer consoles. Uh, so right. I downloaded the on PlayStation Five. I owned it for PlayStation Four, um, and started playing through it. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, it looks it looked beautiful on the first one on PlayStation Four, and it looks just as beautiful on this one i think i i am sure there are some subtle differences that people with sharp eyes would notice but okay but it doesn't it to me right now it's not screaming like oh my god this is next generation level of 
of beautifulness, you know. Sure. I was going to say, um, you know, I don't know. I don't have any dog in the race as far as Final Fantasy, but I'll bet that the the level of effort for um, that studio to upgrade a PlayStation 4 game for PlayStation 5 was probably less work than uh, than Square Enix, you know, porting a GameCube game to run on, on modern PCs or whatever. Sure. Or, or the PS5. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, sure. Of course. So, so I get... It is still cool that they they did it for free, though. Yeah, yeah. That I, I thought that was pretty... Just and a, and I, I know how... It, also, it's I'm one of those people that know how the sausage is made. You know, those games are made. I mm-hmm. think that one might have even been made in Unity or probably... But any, I know how those game engines work. It's that... You know, right. you you develop in an engine, and you you make some things, and then when the engine gets an upgrade, most of the time it doesn't take a ton a ton of work to just upgrade. Yeah, you know, you just patch you pro- it, and recompile. Most, you know, yeah, recompile it. That's what I was going to say. It's probably like mostly the same. If they built it with good, um, like high def textures and stuff in the source, correct, and then just com- compressed and compiled it, it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, most most of that like, stuff is if, if you're any kind of a, a programmer or developer in general, it's it's that um, if you've made your game good, <laughs> I'm going to use air right. quotes here. If you've done proper techniques in, in programming, then it's programming in general is kind of follows under the belief that make it as expansive and potentially expandable anything that you sh- you can think of. So that it can right. be used for whatever it might be used. That's why we use functions and object-oriented programming. And I'm getting really nerdy here. But um, that, that's why we make these things. And when people get lazy, they, make, they, make, uh, they code to exactly what they want. And they don't care about all of the extra right. stuff. Uh, how much right. memory it takes up. Is, it, is there a, pos- a potential for this? Do we have variable in here? No, we hard code things. You know, stuff like that, which makes it impossible to change. And when you have somebody ha- that makes a game that way, especially if they're making it for just a specific console, which is a specific kind of architecture, and they know what they're going to make, porting it, I understood in the past how that was impossible. But now the way games are made is they're made in the same kind of engines that are on everything pc xbox playstation sure. atari you know whatever it's it's the same engines um so you should be programming properly to those engines um and then when those engines upgrade you just have to make those minor changes and those and when people upgrade engines they do that with programmers in mind like oh it, are right. we going to break functions all over the world are we going to break objects mm-hmm. over the world you know and if it does it's a major 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 announcement that goes through and the entire internet from coders are, are talking about it you know right um, right like like rtx people don't even know what rtx is or ray tracing like people honestly don't know what ray tracing is but it's the buzzword because something huge comes out into the world of programmers and developers that changes everything for them and then Mm-hmm. Layman even say, "Oh, this has RTX." Like my kids are talking about, I have no idea what that means, you know. Um, <laughs> but but it has it, right? Because because major changes that require some paying attention to your old code are like that. But games like The Witcher, it's if they've made them proper, which sounds like this one did, they can just transfer over and upgrade the engine, and it's minimal work, and you get a huge benefit. I remember in the middle of my one of my classes, they 
had upgraded a Unity engine thing, and it just made my game better that I was working on. And right. I didn't do anything. Just totally just did it for me. Like, I love modern-day game development now. It's, it's, it's a whole, whole other ball game. I mean, in the past when I was, you know, here you go, Grandpa me, you, you, you animated every pixel on Mega Man, right? Like, right. every movement. And they talk about losses of frames. And you, uh, Mortal Kombat hit its 30th anniversary recently, and they, they've released a lot of behind-the-scenes talks and videos and stuff that they shot back 30 years ago. And they're talking about um, having people pose, you know, because it was a, like a live-action camera type stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, yeah. have him do the punch like this. He says, we're going to have to lose two frames because of that, but it's worth it. Because they have like a budget in the RAM of how much sure. literal bits and bytes for everything. So when they made a we'll game, they have the to program yeah. every single little bit. Um, and now it's not that, not that at all. But anyway, I really got super in the weeds nerdy there, but... <laughs> anyway, let's talk some Christmas stuff. It's our last time for Christmas. Yes, if you're listening to this, it's past Christmas. And even for us, it it's technically a day after Christmas. But yep. um, so I watched. Well, let's ask you the question, Dennis, and we'll decide it here on the front porch. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? <laughs> I have never heard a person in real life say that it's not. Although In real life, only the, on the Internet, right? Yeah, one of the characters in... Uh, in a Hollywood Christmas alluded to it. And somebody told me, I don't know if this is true, but somebody told me that Bruce Willis has said that it's not. Um, Oh, I know. I I know the police officer actor guy says it is. He's well known for saying it is. Right. Right. Um, I, I mean, it depends on what you mean, but it's definitely a movie that takes place during Christmas. And there are a lot of references to Christmas and also Christmas music in it so uh it's it's if it's not it's pretty damn close i agree with all those statements i don't have much more to add because i think you said them all the all those things to me make it a christmas movie and the only thing i guess i would add is that it's a it's played during christmas the most i think sure when christmas time comes they're yeah. like i want to watch die hard you know so yeah um that kind of sets it for me it, it is a christmas movie. I, I like die hard in general it doesn't need to watch it just during that time, but uh, um, yeah, for the reasons that you said. So uh, I watched I Heard. I think you watched I Heard um, mm-hmm. this last week. I watched all four of them. I think they're all pretty good in general. They all have really good production values. I've seen so many movies, I guess, in the last like five to ten years that have huge budgets and are supposed to be really great, and they're just really just bad that I can watch some of these decent middle range movies in there like doesn't sound they don't feel as bad uh, sure with that kind of stuff and i think these movies come with that one but going to the original one uh i'm guessing you like this one we didn't watch this for the poster did we mm, i don't think we did for the poster but we definitely watched it for christmas one yeah. oh for christmas just one. as a just as a week it might have been before we started doing the poster got it uh yeah i i yeah i still like it i think it's you know it's pretty straightforward i what i take away from it this year was that uh um he's not really the greatest cop i think that he he works in a survival situation because he's just like super lucky he's got main character energy um, sure sure like he, they never shoot him with alt automatic weapons and can just yeah, blast through hit. all the mm-hmm. table and he 100%. shoots once and kills guys uh right so f- from that standpoint 
I'd love to. Every time he's in all the subsequent diehards, I'm like, oh, he showed up. You know, uh, John's here. That means we're going to win. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like right, right. high collateral damage, but he, we're going to win because he, he can't die and he can't lose. He's just got that luck on his side. But none of this is going to go by the book. He's not going to be calling on for backup. You know, he's not going to be uh, waiting until the proper authorities are there to, to go in and, right. and do stuff. Um, he does do that in the first movie, but not... Uh, not the subsequent one, yeah. Later on, I, it's I've like never my family. Seen the, I've never seen the later ones, but... Yeah. Um, it's all like his family's in trouble, so he has to go out there and save them. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, instead of waiting for proper authorities and, you know, whatever. Uh, what, you know, which checks out. It's, it's that uh, fantasy of if my family was in danger, I would go out there and do something about it. Sure. That type stuff. Um, I also... You know, recognize that um, evidently outside of these movies, he must be a terrible, terrible person (laughs) because like his family hates him, like hates him, hates him. Every one of his family members. Um, All they talk about is how he's never there, how he's an absent father. He never shows Mm -hmm. love, never tells them any affection. Um, And until like he goes on this life saving world saving adventure with each of them. And then they're like, oh, I'm going to use your last name now, and I love you, and we're all okay now. And I'm like, I thought you just said he never showed up for Christmases and, you know, always drunk. And like, this sounds like a terrible, terrible person. That's funny. But, yeah, that's what makes him the everyman, I guess. Who, who knows? Yeah, the, the only thing I observed uh, differently about this movie, uh, the first one, uh, because I watched it Christmas Eve with my sister and brother-in-law. And um, early on, there's some... He has some altercation with one of the criminals. And um, my the you know my sister and brother-in-law that I was watching the movie with were like, Oh, he should have just shot him. It's going to save yourself so much, so much uh, hassle later. And I'm thinking, well, he's a cop. He's obviously not going to just shoot the guy. Like, he's going to try and capacitate him and follow uh, a correct procedure. <laughs> and as as the movie goes on, he does that less and less, right? Where he's, like, throwing bodies out of windows. And then right before the final confrontation with Hans Gruber, um, John uh, uh, kicks in the door and just blasts that guy in the face, the, the glasses... Uh, you know, oh, right, yeah. the criminal guy, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's he's progressively moved further and further away from correct procedure, and is now like every bit as violent and ruthless as these criminals. <laughs> yeah, like g- good thing that guy wasn't like you know ca- his family was captured and he was forced to come along on this job to to right. You know, <laughs> who knows? Just John just busts in and murders him straight up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, even the scene when he throws the, like you said the body off out the window strapped to a chair or something or I can't mm-hmm. remember he just throws him and he falls on the, to get the cop's attention and then he starts shooting at the cop like none of that was really necessary like he could have he could have thrown anything out the window at at right. the guy or or just thrown yeah. chairs or whatever and then he picks that okay okay let's say he doubles down let's say he's just doubling down by throwing the body out the window you know yeah does he need to shoot at the police officer and it like it hits the car He's not, like, not hitting the car with a machine he, gun. I don't think he shoots at him. That's he, do, the, he totally does. 
Like is I I thought it was the other guys. No, no, it's him. He throws them out and he has the gun in his hand when he says, "Welcome to the party, pal." And he's got his hand down, his his gun down because he just finished shooting it. And I'm like, that's that's so stupid. And he keeps shooting out the, the glass uh, at the cop. Like it's so bad. It's just mm. like he did not need. And then the cop obviously backs down and, and wrecks. I'm like, good thing he didn't kill the cop, you know, accidentally. Right. But. It's 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 a good movie, and I know we shouldn't complain about those things, but it's <laughs> when you watch it a hundred times, you you notice these silly things. Sure. Uh, we watched uh, in that same vein. We watched uh, Home Alone one and two. Lola and I did. Okay. And, um, they're just as ridiculous as I remember yep. them. Um, not not much to say there. Um, I think I called them Tom and Jerry at one point. They're, they're Tom and Jerry. That's a good. That's a good. They are. They're kind of cartoonish. Um, I don't think I noticed, and I'm sure that I've said I've said before. Um, well, and you you sprung this on me last week for Christmas gifts. One of the gifts that I chased down and then eventually got was uh, that talk boy from Home Alone Two. But I didn't realize oh, that's until, funny. <laughs> okay. until I was an adult that um, uh, the all of the like relationship progress that happens in the first movie is undone by the second movie right the yeah, second movie they, is they the same it's just a reset it's just a reset like he's he's every bit as like ignored and uh and you know borderline despised by his family in the second movie after right. like all of the all of what happens in the first movie there's like and 12 then of course there's like 12 ha- kids there's 12 kids there so many. Yeah. I mean, some are cousins, right? But mm-hmm. um That's right. That's right. The uh It's like a Christmas at the Rogers house. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um and then of course you have the idea the 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 sense of um you know, all of the 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 traps and the stuff that he does to the criminals in the second movie being like this is just an empty house. Like it it lacks the um the like self defense uh um spirit of the first one because he also lures them there um but all of that being said i do almost kind of like the second one better um, i think so too i, I like i all like the, the story like, of the old man but that's about it the 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 toy store guy um and the old yeah, the old man is in the first movie. Yeah, um, the, the, stuff, the old lady in the park is in the second one. The stuff with the lady in the park is not great, but I love all the stuff with Tim Curry. Um, oh yeah, and 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 uh, I think it's Rob Schneider. Um, all of that stuff is uh, is entertaining. It's, so so it's so cartoony when you start painting again. You just gotta just. I'm not putting it down, guys. I, it, I love the show, sure. but like you know, you when you see things when he. Uh, there's a scene when he, uh, Tim Curry comes and is trying to catch him in the act of his his dad not being there, and he plays the the shower scene, and he says like, "You yeah. dirty pervert!" And then he starts shooting, and there's gunfire and all the stuff, and and the the staff are running away from the gunfire, and I'm like, "They don't do anything about that. They just let that be, and he's fine. Right. He got shoot out of the yeah. room because he's he's shooting them." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, they don't call the cops or anything, or, or anything. It's just like just run away. It's thing. Um, 
Oh, I was thinking in that in that large family that I was just mentioning to you, uh, being analog to your family, that would make you buzz, right? The older brother, mm, maybe yeah, <laughs> you. You yeah. would be the one that picked on your your youngest brother. Was it was that Andrew? Is that right? You'd be the one that. Uh... Sure, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, at the, at the Christmas party where you put the the lights behind the, his ears and on on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On stage, <laughs> it's it's all very accurate. Accurate. Mm. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I like the second one too. That's also when when Lola. I wasn't paying too much attention at that moment. But Lola turned to me and said, "Is that the real Donald Trump?" I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah honey, that that was really him. He before all this, he owned hotels he, that people thought were yeah. successful. So <laughs> yeah, and he used to do he used to have cameos in movies, right? W- w- which is funny. So she's like, "Really?" She's like, "Was he president?" I was like, "No, no, he he was not president." <laughs> but who, I love who, the I love the idea of like somebody young enough that that's the only way they know of Donald Trump. It right? is. It's, well, it's, it's like Ronald Reagan. Right. Right. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I only like, I know that he was an actor, but I, I know him much more as president. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I agree. I think, uh, I can't, I don't know him of anything, but, but president, because I was a kid when he was president. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's why, what did Marty McFly say? The actor or that was somebody in that doc Brown. Yeah. Doc Brown, the actor. Right. Uh, craziness. Uh, let's see what else did we watch? Um, I uh, watched played all those. Um, oh well, I guess that leads us into our um, uh, our movie this week was our last Christmas of the season, our last Christmas movie of the season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's talk about that movie, The Office Christmas Party. All right. So as you mentioned, uh, we watched Office Christmas Party. This is a movie. Um, Christmas Party. Let me not type and talk at the same time. To the um, 16, I think they mention it. Tw- 2016. Um, I had this one on while I was working on um, my one uh, gift that I was talking about. Um, and so there's a lot of it that I just heard instead of watched um but uh yeah i think our buddy trotsky mentioned this one year as one of his favorites and um and so i put it on and uh and it's pretty wild yeah i i I saw it when it came out but i had completely forgotten everything past Mm. the beginning of the party like i i forgot everything about how it ended or how it got resolved i honestly don't remember why I don't remember it, but um, it it's a it's a fine movie. I thought it was funny in several scenes. Several it was it was an enjoyable ride. Let's put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. I this was T.J. Miller back when T.J. Miller was good before he became a complete butthole in Hollywood and everyone hates him. Um, <laughs> sure, yeah, that, that, that's unfortunate. I, I, the way I understand it is that like he just got a really he got really popular and everybody liked him for a minute there after Silicon Valley mm. season one or two or whatever. And then right, he, right. he got uh, one of those, I will only do jobs if I am giving Perrier water and a trillion dollars mm. and I want stock shares and all that stuff. And everybody was like, well, that was nice for your day in the sun. See you later. Um, yeah. Which is unfortunate because funny. he was funny and he's got some talent. Um, put, he, put him in the right situations like this movie and he's pretty good and, and can be likable. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I liked him in the earlier seasons of... Um, 
uh, the, we just Silicon Valley, things like that. Silicon so, Valley, yeah. Um, yeah, and then you know, just got it. When he gets on screen now, it's, it's hard for me to see like oh, he's he's just uh, that jerk, that jerk guy that thinks that he's he he thinks that he is the main part of this movie that makes it good. Uh, which in this movie, everyone's kind of funny. Um, yeah, except except for Jennifer Aniston, of course, she's not supposed to be. Um, yeah, right, right. Uh, and uh, I was mixed on her. She's usually like she plays. She's played a lot of comedies. I don't know if you've known. But she does yeah, a sure. lot of comedies, um, and this one is she is like the opposite of comedy. So her 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 comedic timing or her comedy step was like RBF the whole time. Uh, mm-hmm, so it felt right. a little out of place to see her in that role. But everybody else was all the parts were were pretty good. Uh, even the off the annoying office workers were pretty entertaining uh, most of the time. Sure. Uh, it's uh what's the guy from? The police officer from the Marvel movies was in it. Um, uh, Park, uh, Ray Park, Ray, not was that Ray Park? Randall, Randall, Randall Park. Park. Yeah, um, he he was he was in it as one of the office workers. Um, mm-hmm. The guy from Veep, I always know his name. He was the the DJ guy. It was pretty pretty great. My my favorite line of the or interchange of the whole movie was when he was up there as the DJ and the HR lady comes and, and they're they're going back and forth like he's like let's get down to clown he's using all sorts of language and she's like no 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 that you'll have to do it out in the parking lot and he follows up with like moral of the story is if you're gonna do it do it in the parking lot <laughs> so good uh yes. yeah the two of them they, their interchange was, was really was really funny but yeah, yeah yeah uh it was on when the family came home and i mean like i better shut the door because <laughs> it's very inappropriate in every scene. It's definitely adult comedy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I I liked it enough. Not, not too much more to say about that. Uh, um, it, it's a fun adult comedy Christmas movie. How's yeah. that say? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and and Jason Bateman playing the character he always yes, plays. Jason Bateman is Jason Bateman again in this movie. Mm-hmm. Which I like, Jason. Ba- Who doesn't like a good Jason Bateman, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his and, his his one character is good. Yeah. Um, and, and and he's always Keith McKinnon he's, is great. He's always Rob like Bob, a, a good enough looking fella that he can they can always put like the most gorgeous women in a movie, and him being able to achieve that is always feels like okay, yeah, that makes sense, right? He, right. Right. He's an everyman, but a good looking everyman. Right, because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of these shows, you'll get like the overweight, heavy set, likable but funny guy that's not very attractive, and then ends up with a supermodel, and you're like, <laughs> what? And this was the same kind of case where he ends up with um, uh, Olivia Munn, Olivia Munn, which is uh, whatever you think of her. Um, but she's not my favorite, yeah, but she yeah. was fine in this. But she was fine. She was definitely fine in this. Um, so yeah, that that was spoiler alert. There, they get together surprise it it did mm-hmm. it did have a little bit in the middle there a little bit of um oh it's what's the what's that i don't want to say say anything but it's not say anything what's the one the there's a christmas movie that everyone watches too that it has like a bunch of characters um, that come together love actually love actually it had a little bit of that kind of in the middle beginning where there's like a whole bunch of storylines happening all over the place right um, yeah but then it doesn't end as like that in the same way but i should watch that movie again i'm not seeing that in seven or eight years hmm. and that was the first time I'd ever watched I only watched it once ever my whole life 
and everybody loves it. Okay, so that was was that that was your pick, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we've um, we've kind of lost track of of who's who's who with the with the movies because like we both did one one week, and these last few are ones that uh, um, that I've already seen. Uh, right, kind of kind of joint decisions on on things. Well, I can yeah. see on our on our online list of things that are super secret to our listeners um, of movies a TBD that you have one a list that's surprisingly at least at least double mine. So we should we should pick have you pick one out this week from your your backlog. What do you got okay. for us? Um, a movie that I think I'm going to rewatch with my family while everybody's here is cheater. called The Pest. That's a cheater. That's a cheater move, Dennis. Well, <laughs> I've seen it many times, but it's been 10 plus years at least. Um, and, you know, anything we pick, I either have to watch with my family or, like, hmm. slip out and, right, and watch, watch on my own. On your own, yeah. Like, um, and so the past, I, I don't think I've even heard this one. Yeah, it's uh, it's John Leguizamo. Um, it's based on an old short story called "The Most Dangerous Game." Oh yeah, I know, I know that story. And there was a yeah. movie about that too, I think, wasn't there? There, there was a movie more directly. This is sort of, it has elements of that, but it's not. Um, uh, you know, it's not verbatim. Um, it's John Leguizamo and there are probably other people in it that I recognize now, but uh, again, it's from the nineties. So it has some of that, like, uh, like that Romeo and Juliet he was in or, uh, um, you know, the Mario movie, <laughs> the um, Mario movie. I'm trying to think of other things I've seen John Leguizamo do. Uh, I saw the second yeah. trailer, by the way, for there's a new trailer for, um, the, the Mario movie. Um, Oh, the new one, yeah. yeah the new one. It it, uh, it looks pretty good. Uh, I think the worst part about it is going to be um, the voice of Mario. I just that's that's one I keep hearing. Yeah. Um, people are not are not pleased, not not stoked to see Chris Pratt uh, in that role. Well, I mean, it's but the, 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 I'm open for anything if it works it works or whatever but sure, the thing is is sure. that he's a, he's such a recognizable person and his voice kind of is too not not as much as like morgan yeah. freeman or something but you know who it is and mm-hmm. and when you so far in the trailer all i hear is chris pratt doing mario which yeah, is not, not like that's not great mario you know and i i've heard of i've heard of there's these cartoons have a lot of famous people voicing acting them now and and there's you know you can hear sylvester stallone do something right but sure, sure but for for a lot of times a lot of parts you don't hear them you you hear them for like a minute or two and then you kind of can just you know put that away um mm-hmm. or or even the best case scenario is you're like oh that person was them i didn't even know right right uh but in in this one mario's got i don't know to say it's distinctive voice because not like the guy talks a ton um but he but just, he he has a distinctive voice. He, he does, and Chris Pratt has a distinctive voice, and it just didn't right. just doesn't come out. Which is unfortunate because the trailer in the second one, which shows a lot more than the first trailer does, um, right. feels like very fun. It's got all of the Mario things. It's got like the 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 fire flowers and the the Mario Kart stuff, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know it's it's like they're pulling kind of 
Mario is such an expansive franchise. Franchise, sure. Yeah. They've got a million things to do with. So that you know, they're kind of like they're pulling from that, which looks really fun. And uh, yeah, the movie looks looks okay. Uh, just if I can get past Pratt doing, doing that voice, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure we've got a, a while for that comes out anyway. But uh, did you? Uh, speaking of trailers, I know we're not really in a trailer segment, but. Um, did you see the trailer for that Barbie movie? I did. <laughs> so goofy. Like somebody somebody posted it in our Discord and I was like, what is this? Maybe I think somebody that was me. comment. It might have been you. Yeah. And and I was like, I am going to watch this trailer because I don't know. Like it it seems uh interesting or or whatever. Yeah. And it's and it's bizarre, and you know they're doing a um, the Odyssey, the two thousand and one uh, yeah. uh, space Odyssey um, thing in the intro. And then I looked it up and looked at the cast, and I'm like, all of these people: Will Ferrell and Rhea Perlman. Um, uh, I'm not going to remember all the the names. Margot Robbie, of course. Um, and I'm like, am I going to watch this movie? <laughs> I, I know. It's the exact same thing. I thought when I saw that trailer, even I thought, I, it's, it has like, it shows nothing, but maybe one shot of the actual movie. And I'm like, I think I'm into this. <laughs> Cause it could be yeah. great. I mean, cause yeah. it's, I think what I like about it in that just little short trailer was that it, it's completely irreverent and understands what it is. And it's just that, like oh, um, um, notebook guy is Ken uh, from Blade Runner. Oh, really? Uh, Ryan Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> and I was that like, fits. That fits. I was like, oh, all his uh, all his experience playing emotionless robotic characters will be perfect for this plastic. <laughs> Ta da! He's in. Yeah. Uh, um, the Shang Chi guy's in it too from Kim's Convenience. Yeah, Simi Liu. Yeah, yeah, he, he's in it. Um, but yeah, it it looked great, and I, I love. There's just one shot that I remember in that trailer of um, they show kind of like the Barbieville, and it's all made of the Barbie houses with no windows or walls and stuff. Right, right. And I'm like, that is that is perfect. That's the kind of Barbie movie I want to watch when it's about like if you lived in Barbie world. Uh, mm-hmm. That's great, and um, I don't know if they're doing CGI on her or nothing, but like. Margot Robbie looks like a real life Barbie doll, like right. in real life. She's just like this weirdly not proportionate uh, male fantasy <laughs> caricature of a person. Sure, sure. <laughs> so when when they showed her and they and, and they showed her that weird angle and she's got these long legs that go out to the sky and I'm like, yeah, that's Margot Robbie. It looks like she was born to play this part. They, they yeah. picked the right person. That's funny. Yeah, I saw or read some news too that. She's been trying to get a Pirates of the Caribbean reboot off the ground with with her being oh. the the lead. Interesting. But the guy that did it all, I think it's James Cameron, was like pass and wants to do. <laughs> he's ugh. the worst news is that he comes out and says the Margot Robbie one was sounded great, but we're gonna have to do. We want to make a movie. I think the next one we're gonna do is gonna be all new, younger generation of. Of step pirates, and I'm like, oh, that sure. sounds terrible. Like, this is this is what people don't want Hollywood people to he- to say to them out loud, and you just did. Yeah, I mean, when I think of pirates, I always think of young kids, young twenty twenty year olds, and 
and you know pro- probably some some teenagers they get caught up in a pirate adventure right and then those words all together sound terrible <laughs> yep 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 100%. Uh, so yeah as if the we you know what? Here's the thing. If we think that the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise can't get any lower than it did the last several outings, mm. <laughs> you just hold their beer because they're going to come back I've, at it. I'm not sure if I saw any of those past, like, the second one. Oh. I I think one and two. Yeah, I could be fine with one and two. And then the rest, yeah, yeah just completely pass. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're so bad. Um, well, I, you know what? I shouldn't say so bad because I've seen, again, some so bad movies that are just... Hard to watch. Um, sure, I could get through those, but they're they're just not great. And they're and I remember the last Pirates three was something like three hours, three and a half hours long, or something. And you're like, oh my god, this is just never ending for this one character, Johnny Depp. And, yeah. And the other one, well, there's one that doesn't have Johnny Depp in it. It's terrible. And then then he has another one where he comes back, and he it's just as bad, and everybody else is bad. So yeah, don't watch it. <laughs> and we're not gonna have it for the show. It's 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 not that it's that bad. Uh, but the pest. Yeah. That's we're gonna watch the pest instead. Uh, that'll be yep. a good one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is that for? Our, I think we've got that most of our our movies and stuff that we had this week. Um, I watched a couple of um, a couple. Well, I rewatched Eight Bit Christmas. I think we talked about that. I do. Um, I do. I do love that that show. There's a lot about that movie that I appreciate. It really, really nails the spirit of a Christmas story in a in a more modern setting mm-hmm. um a you know a, a um more recent time frame right um and it it had the tearjerker of the moment that the christmas story story or christmas story christmas whatever it's called mm-hmm. tried to do but it didn't do quite as well like the dad angle with the sure. ending yeah yeah i, I think eight bit christmas got it really like really hit the nail on the head with that yeah yeah. Um I watched a movie from a couple years ago called Happiest Season. Um it I think I heard a podcaster name drop it. Um it's Kristen Stewart and a couple other people you you know um Mary Elizabeth Steenburch maybe hopefully. Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. No, no. The one from... What a name. What a name that is. Mary, you know, people in Hollywood are like, you should change your name. It doesn't doesn't go too good. Did no one tell her that Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio was just too much? Mary Steenburgen, who I believe okay. was in Back to the Future 3. Um, Victor Garber, who was the dad in Alias. Um, Mackenzie Davis. Allison Brie. Mary Holland. Uh, Dan Levy. Uh, Aubrey Plaza. Um, There's a lot of names I like there. And... Yeah, there's there's a lot of names. Um, Anna Gasteyer is there in a small part. Um, it is the story of um, Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis are girlfriends. Um, they're gay, lesbians. Um, and um, Mackenzie Davis's family, who is Mary Steenburgen, Alison Brie, etc., don't know that she's gay. She's still in the closet. Okay. And so, and, and Kristen Stewart hates Christmas. And so she doesn't hate Christmas, but like her parents are dead, right? It's, it's that typical kind of Christmas rom-com setup. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all this sort of awkward thing where she has to, 
she has to lie to them and uh, to to her girlfriend's family and say that she's her roommate and there are all these misunderstandings and a big you know sort of emotional blow up in the end right. like it was an okay story but i i wasn't sure what um whether it was supposed to be because it had the formula and the framework of a christmas rom a holiday rom-com um but with much much more drama than those movies usually have right like usually the drama in a holiday rom-com is like you know oh we're gonna you know the store is gonna have to shut down or Mm -hmm. something like it's bad but it's not like you know we're lying to my family through the whole movie and you know making up all these stuff all these things and and all this stuff and you know then they sort of resolve things at the end and so i'm like I feel like the movie wanted to have some kind of message about, you know, being an ally and acceptance and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but didn't really nail it because in typical holiday rom-com style, the, the conflicts were fairly easily resolved. Um, and, you know, the sort of, it'll spoil the movie if I say more details. But, um, yeah, it was a little too, um, a little too heavy. For the genre it's one of those like that problem is way too heavy to have to just hand wave it away with a simple answer like you did at the end which is also a staple of this genre but exactly exactly right it's kind of like a i can ham, hand wave that my my christmas ski lodge is going out of business and some rich guy can come in and save it that's easy that's a that's a an okay right. fix to fix but like yeah being you know outed to your parents or whatever probably is not an easy thing to just hand wave away after right. years of right. abuse or whatever it might be type thing. Um, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Sure. Um, and the other one I watched was Your Christmas or Mine, which is English. Um, okay. a, uh, a boyfriend, girlfriend couple are both um, going home for Christmas. Okay. And they both decide to switch trains at the last minute. And surprise the other by going with them, going home with them for Christmas instead of their own home. Uh, of course, because they both do that, he ends up at her family's and she ends up at his. Um, and it's cute. Like, it was it was novel for being English. So, you know, some of the, the you know, with the accents and the, and the slight differences in the traditions... Um, and things were, were fun. Um, it was, it was, um, good for what it is. Yeah. Um, good, good, to, a good watch. I, yeah, uh, exactly. I watched the last one I've got for shows or movies is I finished paper girls, which is a show that you finished a long time ago. Um, I, I like what I hear a lot, like a lot of other people got, got, uh, is, is the right word Dennis bored halfway through? Um, Sure. Yeah. So that's, so that's how I felt. It's been long enough that I don't remember the details anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the longer the show went on, the less engaged I was with the story. Yeah. It. Uh, I. I. Being a fan of the comic book because I've I've read several of them, mm-hmm. own several Same. of them, um, and, and I enjoyed it. And uh, to be honest, they stuck a lot with the comic book stuff. So that's to mm-hmm. their credit. Um, sure. But it's just it doesn't come off. This is one of those examples of like, it doesn't come off as good when you're reading it as you are 
when when you're seeing it. Um, and 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 I don't say it was the actors or were bad because a lot of times you can just blame it on kid yeah. actors and stuff. Sure, yeah. I, I just think that like it was just long and boring. I think I watched the last three episodes this last couple of days, okay. and uh, which are they're like an hour long, so that wasn't short. Um, right. And they just it's just like depressing is probably the good word. Mm, Every positive sure. thing that happens gets kind of in the next hour brought down with like trauma and these kids, these kids who are like you, you expect them to be hopeful or fun and exciting. It's like every adult just brings them down and then they're down and then they're even worse sad. And all I can think about is the whole time is like these poor kids are just, all they have to think about is like how terrible their future is going to be and how every parent <laughs> is terrible and it and everything that can go wrong will go wrong and it's there's no hope there's like no hope whatsoever in right. in the series and then you you come across then like another episode in the last couple I don't think it's spoilers it's fine maybe it is uh, they they see one of the kids adult version which I come to find out they end up finding all their adult versions at least they, if they're alive I think I think so yeah um and and I'm like, okay, well, the first one was a Debbie Downer hardcore. Like, it was just, sure. she had a terrible, boring, no caring about life type stuff. Pretty much the worst place you could end up seeing yourself end up as a kid. And it doesn't right. get better. Like, right. when that right. storyline goes on, she doesn't, like, see that she, you, you expect, oh, I see where I was as a kid and inspired to do something with your life. No, she's just, she just keeps championing for how terrible her life is and she doesn't want to do anything about it. And how she's it's just like, you're happy that you're, you're living a, a, a disappointing life. You know, it's just terrible. And then she dies. Sorry, spoiler. She dies. Mm. And you're like, okay, well, I, I'm getting, I'm understanding in this show, death isn't permanent forever because of time travel. Um, sure. And then, and then the next girl you find, see her adult version, and then you're like, oh, cancer. Okay, what? You know. And then next one, mm-hmm. you see another adult, and you're like, oh, this one's got their shit, their stuff together, and they're they're just they're wonderful. Finally, you got a good. Nope. Let's delve into let's delve into why they're so terrible. Uh, and it's like it's just I didn't, these poor kids I, are like just faced. I with didn't the mind that stuff per se. I think that's probably true. For most people, like most the 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 girls in the frame are like twelve, thirteen, right? Um, and I imagine most twelve or thirteen year olds faced with meeting their adult selves would be disappointed because you don't, you know, you still don't really. Oh, yeah, you want to be an astronaut or something. I, I get at, that at that but... age, but you're right that it it got a little exhausting. Yeah, um, and, and that's the thing is that they just spent a long another. time on it. Like I can, I can right. get like, oh, they're disappointed or whatever. Move on with the story. Bring in the interesting exactly. time travel stuff. There's other stuff that you kind of want to pay attention to. But the entire episodes are devoted to dragging out this, this difficult this, like, conversations between their kid self and their, like, like, like emotional well-being. Yeah. yeah. And it's like this is not entertaining, fun. It's not fun. And then you put yeah. these kids that are like in the first episode are like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Or in the first book the comic books you know you're like oh this is cool and they're so distinct and they got their own personalities and we got our own goonies kind of going on here you know um but no instead it's just like this sad depressing and, march towards and the actors the actors for the most part were really good i remember yeah, really liking um i don't know the the poor girl i don't remember her name 
think um, Mac or something. Maybe it was her name. It's, it's Mac or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was really, really good. Uh, McKenzie, right? Her name was McKenzie, but Mac, yeah. And, and yeah, and it just didn't, um, it just didn't hold interest. It was just so, well, like you said, such a, such a downer. And then the, the longer it went, the, the less kind of invested I was, even in the story. E- uh, even in the story, which, which is, is a lot of nonsense because, even in the comic sure. books, it's a lot of nonsense. It's like right, they, right. they just put the most outrageous things on the, the, the page, and that's what makes it kind of interesting to pick sure. up even. You're like, there's a dinosaur out of nowhere? What the heck, right? <laughs> and, and you're like, yeah, why not? Put, put a dinosaur in here. And it almost felt like the, the writers are like, why not to everything that, sure. that, that is supposed to make sense. Um, and, again, that can be fine and entertaining, you know, I don't. I don't mind that. It's ex- but it was even boring, um, right? And the the main guy, which I love, the actor, the comedian, um, he plays the Godfather. Uh, I I can never remember if he's he's intentionally a goofball, if he's doing it intentionally or ironically, or he's just that's this world where he is, you know, just goofy. You know, I'm like. Hmm. He, He's supposed to be. A, is he supposed to be a menacing villain, or is the, his goofiness supposed to be menacing because he's just, you know, he's putting up that front, and they never let you sure. know. And then, as you have said to me, and as other people have also said in our discords, it just kind of ends, mm-hmm. and you're yeah. like, it feels like mid season, right? There's definitely a cliffhanger, but I don't right. really, I don't really care. I, I guess the goal is the thing is when you're watching Stranger Things, you want to find out what's happening with this monster or what happened to Mike, right? Or mm-hmm. what are those energy people up to? Like, there's nothing that I care about in this one. There's some kind of time war. They don't tell us a whole lot about it, which is even a worse problem because you've got a whole season and you don't find anything out hardly about anything. Right. And, and then you end with somebody who seems to be the main villain just in an instant self-sacrifice themselves for the other team and you have no idea why so it's just like it's just a mess and and the, the whole bulk of the show is just boring so that's that's my review and i think most people's reviews were the same <laughs> um yeah w- w- will i watch season season two i don't really care is the problem i don't not like a, oh i pass like i pass on discovery i intentionally pass discovery you know season right. four or whatever because yes yeah, it's four. it's like uh it's like um, passing on cocaine, right? Like, I'm sure it's going to, you know, everybody says it's wonderful and it's great and it gives this wonderful euphoric feeling. This drug dealer is telling me it's the wonderful thing ever. And then, and then you take it and you realize this is cocaine. This is going to destroy me. Um, and that's what, you know, you should avoid it at all costs, Discovery. Um, sure. This one, I just I have complete apathy, whether I care mm-hmm. to, to watch this sure. one at all. It would have to be like, oh, my God. Watch season two. They turn everything around, and now it's exciting. Otherwise, sure. I don't even care. Uh, that feels yeah. terrible. That's probably the worst review I think I could give is apathy. Mm. Sure, yeah. Uh, moving on from that one. You, you've still not seen Avatar 2 yet, right? I, which I don't blame you. No, 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 no. It is making grounds like it, like it does with the James Cameron stuff, and that it's sure. making week after week billions and billions of dollars worldwide so it's it's on its march to whatever um 
When, and when you when or if you ever watch that, we'll talk about it. If not, we'll just move on because I don't want to spend three hours on it. <laughs> Get it three hours. Um, I played some games this week uh, that I can actually review. Um, one of them I want you to review: Vampire Survivors, if you could. Sure. Uh, mine, real quick, as I bought the kickstarted the game called One Deck Galaxy. It's based on their first game, which was called One Deck Dungeon. One Deck Dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the gist of this one, uh, I won't go into details with, about it, but the, the thing that makes this game interesting, one, is that it's, it's, it's for one or two players. So it's not like you play this with a lot of people. Um, those are fun for people who play solo games, <clears throat> like myself, and they're rarer, right? Good ones are rare. Most of the time they're made for two to six, and then can be played one with some rules. These are made for one to two um right so the the main concept of the game is without going into the details is that you have a character like you do in one deck dungeon and it has uh like three stats on there and they're basically colors um we'll say red blue and yellow and uh each there's a, a number of yellow symbols a number of red symbols a number of blue symbols on your character those are basically stats i have three strength two dexterity, one intelligence, or whatever, right? And basically mm-hmm. what that means is that's the number of dice that you collect. So you have right. six-sided dice, and they are colored. Um, and there's only so many that come in the box. It's intentional, like a pool of dice. And if I get I have four blue, that means I got four blue dice, and I roll four blue dice. Um, mm-hmm. And so you, you gather however many your character has every turn. You take that pool of dice, which is super fun, because you've got a handful of six-sided dice, and you roll mm-hmm. them. Um, and then you, you take that dice, and there are monsters that are out there. And the way to beat the monsters, I'm describing One Deck Dungeon, by the way, uh, is yeah. that they have, like, a five blue, a four blue, and a big box that's blue or pink, and it has a 16 on it. And that means that you need to have a number five or, like, an exactly number five dice that's blue to put in that box. And exactly number four blue that fits in that box. And then a bunch of pink dice that add up to 17 or whatever. And if you have all those in your dice, you've defeated that that enemy and it goes and you get like experience points for it, which you can buy. Or you can take their, their like when you beat them, you get their card, it adds it to your character. And now you have another pink dice and another blue dice. Um, right. That's... That's the basic part of it. There's a lot more to it, but that's generally how these games work. And that's what One Deck Galaxy does as well. It takes that same basic concept and then adds a bunch more to it. Um, In One Deck Dungeon, there was more than what I just described. There's skills that you can get, so you're not just rolling the dice. There's ways to bump your dice up or down one or two, depending on skills that you pick and such. Um, But overall, it's not too overwhelming. You, I played it with Sia a lot. She really loved it. It does come in a nice small box. Um, you play it cooperatively. And um, but the, the, there's enough like extras with those skills and things I was talking about to make it interesting that you can modify dice, that you can work around the randomness to it pretty easily. Um, uh, and it wasn't the keywords overwhelming. One Deck Galaxy, oh my god. it's They just took all those rules and then added 10 more. And... I think that just hurt the game a lot. Like Hmm. there's so much to manage now, now that you have the same dice that you roll, but now instead of a monster to beat, like actually there was like four monsters in the first game. Now there's still the four things to beat. 
and the main huge villain boss that's constantly attacking you. And they put restrictions on every, like, instead of just, like, putting a five and a six, now it's like, now no dice can be of the same color and of the same type. And then another box is, now there can be no odd numbers in here. Now there can be no ones and twos. And it's just, like, so hard and difficult and restrictive, and everything has a rule. And you look at the card, and it says X minus one. Then you divide the, the thing, divide by the number of cards, and you're like, what is happening here? I don't even know what X is. And you have to go in the rule book, and there's only one mention of X in a little subtext box in the back of the glossary. And you're like, hmm. this it's so... I'm constantly, every turn, trying to figure out all of the 50 different things that are happening. And then ultimately, none of them are right, because by turn three, even the easiest enemy, you're just decimated. It's like, hmm. I just... I've played, I played four, actually five now. The fifth one's still out on my table. And have come nowhere near close to getting past the initial, like there's like three phases or something. Not even past the initial one. And I'm, I'm like, and I haven't rolled poorly. I just, it's just so overwhelming um, that I've gotten to the point now after this fifth one that I'm going to decide to home rule some stuff. Like, you know what? This is just too much. I'm going to take this part out. Sure. Right. Like, you know what? Maybe just restrictions are stupid. Let's just play these without the restrictions because they're just making it not fun and it's impossible. And I'm just going to put the game away and never play it again. Right. Um, but if if it didn't have all these extra rules that they put in to make it harder or more advanced or whatever, then, you know, it'd be fun again like the first one was. Um, sure. So, and, and I know when you're playing, when you make a game for one or two players, uh you have to make it repeatable, like so that it be played again, right? Sure. Because the, the thing you take away from a, 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 a multiplayer game is the players, that you're playing it with other people. You enjoy sure. yeah, having yeah, that. Yeah. You don't have that in a solo, so you have to have other reasons right. to play it. Um, mm-hmm. So they often make these games more and more difficult, um, which can have the effect of just people not playing it and throwing it away um, or wanting to play it harder and harder. But again, if you play it five or six times and it takes about an hour at least an hour, an hour and a half, and you don't come even close to winning or even a, a, a smidget to one boss, then you, you might want to retune. So that's my review of that game. Um, don't buy it unless you are you like a very, very difficult game um, that when you win, I think when you finally get through it, you're going to be like, I just barely made it, and I don't know how I did it. You know, because I, <laughs> I rolled all fives and sixes or something. Um, right, right. Which is unfortunate, so... Uh, I'll still play it, but I'm going to try taking out some rules and see what it is. And I'm going to play it with Sydney, so maybe a two-player will be better than than just a, a single player. Sure. Um, and may, may, who knows? Maybe she can point out some things like, oh, maybe we take a different tactic and do X, Y, or Z instead. So, right. Um, yeah. That was my thing. Oh, so you got Vampire Survivors. I had bought a game first called Soulstone Survivors a couple weeks ago. Okay. And it was fairly cheap. I think like ten bucks. And um, it was really great, but it's in beta, early access now, so it was only like half complete. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a good, solid game, and really, really loved it. But then our, when I mentioned it in our group, our buddy Pete said he played Vampire Survivors, which I guess was the original game of this. Okay. And so, he was, so I went ahead and tried it and bought it, and then it's only like five bucks. And then now you bought it and played it. You want to give us a little short review on what you think of it? That sure. Sure. So I bought this on Steam 
and uh, I downloaded it on mobile. It's free on mobile, which means oh, it's no kidding! Full of, it's like it's on full of it's on iOS on on phones. Yeah, it's full of uh, little in-app purchases and stuff. Because Sad it's, because it's free. Uh, for that's one of the reasons I don't like it on mobile. The other reason is that the controls seem much more difficult. Like maybe if I hadn't played it on PC first, um, the like little invisible joystick movement system wouldn't bother me, but it very much does. It's a game that is all about dodging. Um, well, it's mostly about dodging. Um, and so you need to be able to move really precisely and WASD are just more efficient for me than, uh, yeah, sure. Than touching my phone, my phone screen. Um, I wonder if the controller would be okay with that. Maybe with a D pad, it might, it might not be, might not be as bad. It is still vertical, right? Which is a thing. Portrait mode. Oh, that's weird. Our buddy, weird. our buddy Trotsky really likes. Um, the other thing to mention, I don't know if this matters to anybody, but it does run on Mac. Um, so I installed it on my work computer and would do like oh, yeah. d- do a run or two over. It's my very lunch lightweight, right? Like, it's it's, very, it's very yeah. It's it's retro eight bit graphics. Um, and yeah, it's a roguelike. Um, one of the uh, maybe roguelite because you do buy upgrades um, mm-hmm. as you go. One of the things um, that frustrated me was the first time I unlocked a new map and did that map for the first time. Um, I beat that map, which is you know you survive until the whatever final boss guy comes and kills you because there's no winning this game <laughs> yeah yeah you just you get to the time limit that's the winning right you, yeah you survive until it says okay you die now for sure and uh and that was really fun and i've not been able to do that since which makes the the roguelike experience more frustrating sure yeah um well i've technically done it but that's on the plant level where the mon- monsters don't move oh right um by the way do you know if you play the dog on that plant level you can't die dog i've not unlocked the dog yet oh i think you i think you unlock him right around that level i i saved up my gold so that i could buy the uh extra projectile upgrade which is like five thousand some coins Mm -hmm, okay um and so i haven't unlocked all the characters i think i think the uh you mentioned the i have the dog available i just haven't oh i got it. it yeah he 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 just walks through plants so you can't really die um the the upgrade part of that, though, pretty quickly I unlocked all the stuff. Like, I think I put all my money into just unlocking the stuff, like the upgrades. Sure. And then okay. that's that's all there is to it. Um, they don't really have a lot more. Um, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I, have you played a game like this before? I, I don't want to say it's Gauntlet-esque, but... It's, um, it's like a bullet hell. Um okay. So if you haven't played this, it's top down. Um, you control a character and you have different abilities and monsters slowly uh, move toward you and you kill them and they drop little experience gems and you level up and you get more uh, abilities. And the big difference between this and a, and a true bullet hell is that you don't control the weapons which took me a second to get used to. Um, They go on timers, and 
some of them are aimable, but because they aim based on your movement, um, it's the the aiming is very tricky. At least yeah. it is for me. Oh, I can't stand those weapons. Yeah. Um, and so you know you get other abilities that either fire randomly or will fire at the close. You know they'll hit the, the closest, closest enemy, yeah, enemy okay. directly. Um, and there are area attack weapons and and all that kind of stuff. And you just fight them. They get progressively um, more more difficult to kill higher hp um until you die or as i alluded to earlier you survive long enough and a big boss will come and and kill you right the, and that's the, the whole game it's really simple yeah there, there are different bad guys but basically they're just like the same thing they're just cannon fodder right yeah and you Except sort like of the elites uh, or something those are like mini bosses yeah, and you th- right. There are there are a sort of elites, and one of the things, aside from just unlocking abilities as you play and uh, and level up, one of the things you progress in as much as you progress in a in a roguelike is learning what the what the enemies are, right? Like what mm-hmm. they look like. You're like, oh, I don't know what this guy is. What can he do? What is his what is his deal? And then. The next time you play, you're like, okay, well, I know that these gargoyle things have really high HP, so I want to just dodge them, like not try to, because the the lower health enemies, um, if they die in one hit, you can just move toward them. You don't have to dodge. And but if stuff has higher health and is going to take longer to kill, you have to kind of kite them, uh, as they say, which right. is like like hit them with your abilities. Uh, while you're running away, so right. that they don't they don't hurt you. the the uh, the the thing that like so there's Soulstone survivors which I mentioned first, um, is so it's kind of like Vampire Survivors is feels like the first game. It's like it's basic and simplistic, and it's got a lot of the the best thing about vampire survivors it's got a lot of unlockables like a whole lot yeah and and the more when you first played it i was like this is very boring it's it's not all that great and then um mm-hmm. i i the, the my favorite thing that i like about vampire survivors and to some extent soul stone survivors even the same way is that it's almost mindless i don't have to think very much with it right sure. um which which is nice uh it's unfortunate that it's like 30 minutes there's some levels that are 15 minutes which is nice but it's a long mm-hmm. time sometimes and that's not sure. including the pause to make the choices time. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, or, or when you find the box and you've got to wait for it to open. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The one that you can't uh, select, skip through. Um, yeah. But the uh, – yeah. The, so, but it's very simplistic and it has a lot of unlockables. It's enough that you feel like – and every character feels different. Like they've got something mm-hmm. different about them. So you want to unlock another guy and see what it does and take it to its it, – take, it, take the weapons. And the weapons are all like – very very basic that i hate every single one of them mostly um <laughs> when you first get them and then and then as they progress to their evolutions they're really really freaking cool and totally badass and you feel amazing with with most most all of them um right and except for the pinion which i think is just lame but anyway the um that that's what makes it pretty great you know it seems pretty it's got a ramping of funness i guess mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that happens fairly quickly overall um uh, so I really, I really enjoyed that. But so Soulstone Survivors, what I was saying was that like, so that's this one. And then Soulstone is, if you could say Vampire Survivors 2, that would be Soulstone Survivors. Okay. Uh, 
they're not they're they're by two different companies so it's like taking a, oh. the genre but it sure feels like i don't know how they don't get copyright infringement for it um sure but it, but it, i guess it's like a genre now so what you yeah, 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 yeah. dennis just described to everybody here is that like that that is how also to uh, describe soulstone survivors that even the last name's called survivors i don't know how they don't get in trouble with that um hmm. but the uh it's it's all that but it's not 8 bit it's kind of better graphics um, okay, sure. and better cool like explosions and stuff like that. That are like, it feels without the aesthetics of Diablo being very goth type stuff. It's kind of high fantasy. Sure. This one is or anime. Mm-hmm. This feel, Soulstone feels like very anime okay. um, and kind of, and um, uh, it's, it's that, but with the same gameplay loop, but games can be sh- much shorter. I think 15 is, Usually, how long it'll take me to get through a, a level. Um, if there's a speed run achievement that unlocks something that gets through it in like eight minutes, which I just did the other day. Um, but it's it, so it's all of the stuff that Soulstone is. It's all of it, but just kind of better. And a, a few things when I say better is that like every character, they have as many characters as Soulstone does, and they're going to be releasing this game with double that at least, if not triple it. Okay. And Every character has different weapons that you can unlock and, um, you know, that that makes characters different. So not only do you have a character, but the things that make them cool, like in Vampire, you can unlock other things with them to make them differently cool. Uh, So you almost double it. And so this is, again, just improving upon the first. Um, And then things like um, you said movement and aiming, uh, they use the mouse now. So instead of having to, like, face a direction for your dagger to shoot you just it shoots in the direction where your cursor is okay yeah that's i mean that's much more like a like an actual bullet hell right right it's just like that just feels like oh that's that's just a natural improvement type thing mm-hmm. um so yeah it, and it's that and it's got it's got uh talent trees so where you can unlock skills um to, to make yourself better you know on your next run it's got um a couple things like if you, I don't know, last thirty or fifteen minutes, I don't know, and do something with the paladin, let's say, um, then you can unlock holy spells for your another class. So maybe I want to start with my necromancer who has access to all the general skills and the necromancy skills. He also mm-hmm. can, if I put the talent point in it, can also have holy skills mixed in there, so I can kind of make my own abilities that come up. Sure. Uh, which is which is a lot, you know, feels a lot more flexible to, to bi- doing the build that you want to build. Um, so I, I would recommend it to uh, Vampire Survivors is one that I would recommend to anyone to buy. Heck, it sounds like Dennis says you can even play it on the phone. Um, it's five bucks or less. Um, mm-hmm. And in that same uh, belief, Soulstone Survivors is right now is nine dollars on mm. on uh, early access on Steam. Highly recommend buying that one, too. Um, just they're they're so simple they're nothing complex but fun in a short amount of time and I stopped playing vampire I think I'm close to unlocking everything just because of the 30 minute time limit um, because I wanted to go back and play a bite sized game and that's Soulstone so I could play it in 12 minutes and, sure. and, and go through it um, it's also having a, a winter Christmas event right now so everything all the, the levels have wreaths and Christmas lights around them and hmm. um, it's got there's a secret level you can unlock with the abominable snowman boss 
Oh, also, that's another big change. Vampire Survivors does have, uh, sorry, Soulstone Survivors does have an ending. Like each level, uh, uh, you when you're killing guys like you normally do in Vampire Survivors, you kill so many. You see the little ticker at the top. It mm-hmm. summons a boss, and a boss comes out, and they're all very unique bosses that have uh, abilities and skills, and you have to like fight them in a certain way. Um, and then uh, you have to like beat five. I think you beat five. And then that's when you complete the level. And then you can continue to go on to the next level with that character and all its powers and fight the next bosses if you want. Um, and then that's another thing with the early access game. There's only like five bosses right now, and they're projected to have 15 or more different bosses by launch. Okay. Um, that's something Vampire d- didn't have. It doesn't have. It's just kind of like, like you said, the Grim Reaper comes and kills you. And, mm-hmm. and it's over. So, yeah. Right, Vampire is wonderful, in my opinion. Soulstone's just like the second one up from that. Uh, but they're both so super cheap. It's pretty crazy if they can sell them for that cheap. Or free on the phone. Right. Uh, what else? You played any extra games? I know you've been with family here recently. You played, uh, I know it's, it's on our list here, but you hadn't really talked about it on the show. Space Base in the reels, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played that. Uh, we played that a lot in digital. Time. How do you feel about it in in in, in real life? Um, there are things. Uh, it's a tricky thing. Um, yeah. You know, I've said I've said many times that that playing games on Board Game Arena is easy to play but hard to learn because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the website takes care of a lot of the logic for you. Right. Um, Space Base is a game I played a lot on Board Game Arena, and so teaching it was pretty easy. I just had to you know set everything up yeah um and the income system uh makes more sense in uh playing it in physical uh game because you have those little tracks across the bottom yeah Uh Mm -hmm. and so when you get income you just move up your track and so when i'm teaching the game i'm like when you buy a card you spend everything but if you move this up this is the bottom this is where you're gold resets to when you buy something right you're like oh okay so you understand that it has no effect if you don't buy a card right if you if you go which i don't think i ever do but um you know it's not like a this is how much gold you get every round um and and so that was cool otherwise um how do you feel about the little cards? Like, they're little skinny cards. Those are fine. It's the usual thing I have that, that triggers my very mild OCD of, like, you know, the cards aren't lined up right. or Oh, my gosh, yeah. You, There's so you, many little you, bitty ones around everywhere. You bump something, and now no, nothing's lined up. And <laughs> Are you one of those ones, like myself, that are constantly straightening the, fi- the, the, the columns and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that... That 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 did bug me about that that game is it, it feels like it takes up a lot of space, um, as you're, as you're setting it all up. I, I liked it in the reels when I when I played it. I think that's the first time I ever actually played it was uh, in real life um, at Trotsky's house, and, mm. and I just played it kind of for the first time, and then we didn't play it again. So playing it on Board Game Arena was nice because you played multiples easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, I liked it. It's a as much as I like dice rolling games, you know, I enjoy rolling things and or random randomness. Again, I, that's not really dice rolling, but I mean, it's the randomness of the 
um, what cards come out when type, type right. stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I like space space. Uh, I like it as a, a game in general. Cool. I think we got everything. Uh, so we're done with Christmas and on to the new year. So next, next time we speak, it'll be, uh, 2023. Do you have any, uh, looking back on, uh, 2022 that, that you enjoyed particularly about this, this year or was like, thank God we're, we're past it. No, I mean, I mean this entire year with a few, you know, breaks at family's houses or whatever, but even that, like I've, I've been living in the camper this whole year. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's been cool. There are a lot of stories from that, even though I don't, you know, I'm not like going on daily adventures or whatever, but definitely more of that kind of stuff than I was doing before. Um, and yeah, I'll probably for next week, think about, think of some, uh, some particularly notable stories to, uh, to bring up in that. Um. The, uh, I, for movies, for me, thinking back on it, cause I'm a movie guy. I, I liked, mm. uh, or shows or whatever. We've had a lot this year. Um, some good, some bad. Um, you know, it, it, it oddly kind of sad for me that my list doesn't include like, oh my gosh, this is the year we got to see a new Lord of the Rings show or mm. an, a new, you know, ha, ha, uh, Game of Thrones stuff, which is all those things happened. You know, we got Willow, but those were things I thought were, were expected to be exciting. A new I mean, Strange we New got, Worlds. And, we got Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. No, that's what I mean. Um, it's like, I, I, I would like to be saying, I guess, in the past me, would, would have liked, liked current to me to say things. like, oh, this was the year that we love. We got these wonderful things. Sure. Um, and, and some of them were varying levels of success. Um, sure. An opinion. Yeah. But but I still think that looking back on this one, I think is the year that I, I enjoyed the most. Um, I was really happy with Maverick because I think it was surprised mm-hmm. about how, mm-hmm. how good I really liked the Top Gun movie. Um, I really enjoyed – I was surprised by everything everywhere all at once. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. which that would be a, a thing for 2022 for me, a marker. What, what was in 2022 for you? Like, no, oh, that was the year that I never would have seen this kind of show coming nor would have someone described it to me and thought it was good. And those are those kind of experiences, whether it be movies or other things are, I think are the best in life, the unexpected fun or joy type stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And and that was one. So that, that gave that to me this year. Uh, And for shows, I think of all the ones that are out there, um, Andor was probably the most Mm. surprising in that same vein that I didn't expect a thing and it turned out very happy and joyful. But, you know, we had sure, sure. A, lot of, a lot of shows. And I think that's the one for me that was was most memorable. It was, wait, wasn't, uh, was Ms. Marvel this year? Or was that last year? I don't remember anymore. I know. It all kind of runs th- together. Doesn't it? I think it was this year, but I don't know for sure. That, that was a pretty good one, too. But um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. In, in general. But uh, yeah, like I said, next week we'll probably come back with some... some some better things, but it will be 2023 by then and it'll mm-hmm. be another year older and deeper in debt. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right. You've been listening to the front porch. This episode 277. Thanks as always to our friends at LRM online. You can check them out for reviews on various things. If you would like to reach out to us and tell us your favorite movies or memories from 2022, you can do that via email. Our address is front porch pod at gmail.com. 
Or you can go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, and find contact forms there to reach out to us. If you enjoy The Front Porch, please consider subscribing on the podcatcher of your choice. And while you're there, if you would leave us a positive review, we always appreciate that. It helps us out a lot. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For The Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time. <laughs>